Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. We are presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. This is our opportunity to help you out. So if you've got a financial question or a career decision or something big going on that has a dollar sign attached to it, send us an email. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's what Jennifer did. She's calling from Buffalo. Hello, Jennifer. What can I do for you? Hi, Jill. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I love your show, so I really appreciate uh, the guidance here. Of course. Um, so I have a question about rebalancing. Everyone says at the end of the year you have to rebalance, and I guess I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to do that. Um, we have a brokerage account that we transferred over from an advisor, and uh, we transferred everything over to Vanguard. He had us in a, a 60-40, I think, stock bond portfolio, but he has us in 19 different funds. What? Yeah. So oh, my God. That's exhausting just hearing that. It is. So I went through all of the funds that he has us in, and I went on Morningstar, and I tried to figure out what each of them was. And it's a combination of large caps, small caps, um, corporate bonds, municipal bonds, financial security bonds. So there's there's a lot of variety, mm-hmm. um, but I'd really like to simplify. Yeah. But okay. I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure how I do that. Okay, let's start with this. Jennifer, how old are you? 45. Okay, married, single? Married. Okay, how old is spouse? 45. Okay, kids? We have two kids. How old? Um, 11 and 8. Okay, great. With the money that you transferred over... Uh, there are, it sounds like there's a non-retirement account, but there are also retirement accounts. So give me the types of accounts that are transferred over right now. Well, what we transferred over was just a straight up taxable brokerage account. We do have retirement accounts. My husband and I both do. Okay. Um, And wait a second. So there are there 19 different funds in one taxable joint account? Yeah. Okay. Got it. That makes it easier. Good. Okay. And you also have retirement accounts. You're both working? Yes. Okay. How much money in your retirement? Uh, my retirement account has about 750000 Great. His retirement? He has about a million. Great. The money that's in these brokerage accounts, earmarked for anything? Is this, your, is this just like supplemental retirement? Uh, is this your money that you think you're going to pay for college? What do you think? Yeah, it's like a combination of all of that. Okay. We don't necessarily have a specific goal for it, but mm-hmm. it, we just want to have it. Okay. How much money total in this taxable account? There's only about 30000 Say that again, Thirty. Thirty. yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> you have 19 funds with $30,000? Yeah. Okay. This is why That's- people hate brokers. This exact right. example. That's maddening. Okay. So, um, there's like a thousand in one, five hundred in another. It, it's really all over the place. I, this, so I can't. First things first. It's a taxable account. Can you clearly identify winners and losers in this account? Are there some funds that are up versus down? Um, so when I transferred everything over to Vanguard, mm-hmm. it shows me, you know, on a daily basis whether it goes up and down. I don't know what our cost basis was exactly. Oh so I'm not sure from when we had the different funds um, to what they are now. I'm not exactly sure about that difference. Where was this account held? What big firm was this? Maryland. Okay. Here's what I think you need to do. Let's start with the very easy thing. First of all, how much money do you guys make together? About 250 So you're doing great. 
Okay, let me start with that as your big main message. You've got one and three quarter million dollars sitting in retirement accounts. Fantastic. Okay, that's fantastic. This other $30,000, you know, I, I get it's just sort of a hodgepodge of stuff. I think that two things. One is you're going to go to your final Merrill Lynch account statement. So before you transferred over, whenever that was earlier this year, pull up that monthly statement. On that statement, I bet that there is a cost basis column. The, these assets were acquired while you were at Merrill Lynch. So it should be there. Okay. Now, once we find out what the cost basis is, we can make a decision about what to sell, what to keep, and maybe this taxable account doesn't even need to exist. Maybe whatever the tax due is, you're just going to pay it and move on. And here's why. If you're really thinking that some of this money is for college or most of it is for college, what I would suggest is I would take the $30,000 that's in there right now and I'd open two 529 accounts for your kids, one each. I would put 15 grand in each of these kids' accounts and I'd call it a day. And then if you want to put more money in your taxable accounts going forward, fine. But you certainly wouldn't need to do it with 19 different funds. And if anything, you know, if you want to keep some money in the taxable accounts, I would try to harvest as much of the loss that I could. I would harvest some of the gains, meaning that some of these funds are going to be up. Some are going to be down. We need to look at your tax picture. And what I'm going to invite you to do, Jennifer, is when you locate that final, that last statement you can get your hands on for the Merrill Lynch statement, send me a screenshot. We're going to walk you through this because it's going to be confusing to you. Would you consider getting out of this account and using 529 accounts? And, and the reason I ask that is twofold. One is you live in New York State. New York has a very good 529 plan. When you contribute money to the New York 529 plan, you get a New York State deduction. That's really great. And then if the money yeah. is invested over time, you pull the money out when the kids go to college, there's no tax due. In fact, this knucklehead who sold you 19 different funds should have told you to do this a long time ago. We do have 529s for the kids. Okay. We're not, um, we've been focusing more on putting the money into the brokerage just in case the kids don't go to college. Who or, says you know, your kids, happens, your kids are really, happens, right? come on, your kids are going to college. How much money is in each of the accounts? Uh, just about 2000 Okay. <laughs> so, we're really, so listen. We really focus on it. Okay. I still would fund them. Um, how much money do you have in cash right now? Just emergency reserve. Uh, about 51000 All right. So that's good. I have this sneaking suspicion that we can take a bunch of the money out of these funds that are probably all larded up high fee funds, if I know anything about Merrill Lynch. We could figure out how to deploy them more efficiently. And if you want to keep a taxable account, that's fine. I would really encourage you to use the 529 plan because it seems to me, is it likely that both of your kids will not go to college? I think it's highly unlikely, right? We're, we're pinning our hopes on one of them. Exactly. <laughs> so as long as you have one, you can use the money and you don't have that much okay. money saved for college. Right. So I guess our thought was to maybe cash flow college when the time came to have the mortgage paid off to have, you know, low expenses so that when they decided, you know, where they wanted to go or what they wanted to do, it would be something with cash flow instead of. Maybe, but let me, ex but, but theoretically, it's more efficient for you to invest in a 529 plan than to invest in this taxable account because the money that goes in that taxable account has a tax liability. The money that goes right. into the 529 plan grows tax free. So, it seems to me that it's a better deal 
to use excess yeah. cash flow to get tax-free investing rather getting than getting taxable investing. I agree. How much money is your house worth? About 400000 What's the mortgage remaining? 36000 Oh, stop it. Come on now. You're kidding me, right? Stop paying no. down that mortgage. Put more money. You need more money in these 529 plans. Okay. You're going to be fine. You're great. You're, I mean, forget about fine. You're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. Let's get rid of these 19 funds. Mark, how many funds do we think we can use? Four? I Maybe one. I might pick one fund, and then we're going to come up with a game plan for you. Oh, thank you so much. It is my pleasure. I look at these 19 funds, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't even know what I'm, to do with these. I'm, could you imagine, by the way, if this person got his or her hands on your retirement accounts, how many funds you could have? You might have 25 oh. funds each. Mark's asking me a question. Hang on. Oh, so Jennifer, Mark wants to know, do you think that the person who sold you 19 different funds is just a dope or trying to screw you in some way? Um, so he made it very clear that he was only helping us because of uh, my husband's dad was uh, is a client of his. And he manages a lot of his money. Yeah. Because we only had this $30,000. And I think he he... We obviously told him how much we had in retirement, and yeah. he probably saw that with mm. oh, mm. these kids retire. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get that money. But he made it money. very clear that he doesn't normally work with people that have under two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What a um, what a complete blank, if you know what I mean. That yeah. ridiculous. Okay, the good thing about this also is that um, I hate to like project forward, but like if your father-in-law dropped dead, you would immediately move your money out from underneath him. So anyone who's out there managing the parents' money to say to the next generation, we don't usually do this, but we're going to just do it as a courtesy for you. And then you screw the kid by selling 19 funds. That's not a great way to retain the client relationship. Just little trick I've learned in financial services. You should be nice to everybody and do right by them. You are in good shape, as I said, but we must get this fixed ASAP because it's just annoying to me that anyone did this to you. So, Jennifer, thank you so much for calling. Send me that last statement so we got that. Mark will follow up with you if you don't send it to us, so he'll hunt you down like a wild dog. (laughs) I will send it. All right. Oh, I'm sending it right now. All right. (laughs) Very good. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Okay, that's the call of the week. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the Contact Us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts, Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13, and our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week.